2: 8238255 good morning i am ron wilson your personal yard boy talking about yarding on this first now totally official fall saturday first saturday in fall Unbelievable! Say, uh, it is unbelievable, and we're going to kick it off with a cup of Joe. Mr. Joe Strecker, our executive producer, find out what's going on in his lawn and his landscape. Of course, our website at ronwilsononline.com, Facebook page in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Good morning, sir. And it's been uh, forty seven degrees. I think. Uh, oh my
3: goodness! At nighttime, are you enjoying that? I tell you what, I do like the those kind of temperatures. Yes, those are, that's really nice like sleeping weather. And yes, and windows are open. Not, yeah, not too terrible. It's nice and the, cool. It's the single digits and the blowings. And I, and I really don't even mind the when it's the single digits. It's the snow that I hate. So really, it's the cold temperatures. Oh, you can tolerate that. Yeah, it's just that
2: white stuff you cannot. I
3: hate tolerate. snow. Got it. Hate it. Got it. Yes. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fine. We're cruising in the fall here, and uh, it's pumpkin patch season. It's pumpkin get, patch season. It's getting ready for for uh, fall. Uh, the mums have been bought this week. Oh, really? And do a little fall decorating now. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, it's that time of year. Do we do assortments of colors, Fall those fall mums? They're, they are brown. Brownish. The bronze. Yes, whatever color that is. Bronze mums. Yes. So we like bronze mums. Two bronze mums. Two bronze mums. hmm Sitting on the front porch. Just sitting on the porch. Yes. yes. on the ground. Nope. Nope. Sitting on the front porch. Big ones. Eh, kind of big, I guess. Kind of big. Yeah, maybe about the size of a, you throw of a number for sure. four soccer ball. Okay. Then you throw those away? They will be, yeah, they will not be put in the ground. Correct. Okay. Just checking. Because more fall
2: mums now are thrown away than are actually planted in the ground to mm-hmm. come back for the following year. Now,
3: see, that would be a great use for the new auger. That would be. a so power it planter? Be. It sure would. Have you even gotten I, it out of the box yet? It's out of the box. I'm just... I, I attached to the drill to see how it actually needed, do that. How to, how to see how it attaches? Yeah, but I haven't had a chance to really put anything. Hey, in. Just for your hand drill. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Cool. So it works. Well, I'm proud of you. Then there you go. See, I, I told you I would take it out of the box. You're going to ding me. And, and then and I got you and back. And then hand it to your uh-huh. wife. What? <laughs> Does she plant? You guys remember, plant bulbs?
2: Remember, I'm the mule. That's true. That's true. <laughs> do, you, do you guys plant bulbs in the fall?
3: We have. That's just not none this year so far. Okay. Because that's when you're going to really like that. Yeah. 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 Makes it so easy to plant bulbs. I don't know. Maybe the bulb fairy can bring some. Possibly. Could. But probably won't. <laughs> you never know. I love being part of the In the Garden with Ron Wilson crew. I need a hat. With all the garden fairies? <laughs> what? You need an iHeart hat? No. I said I need In the Garden with Ron Wilson oh, hat.
2: Oh, yeah. Be part of the I garden never, crew. I never had one of those. Gary had it at Holmes. He did? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Insurance. I didn't have one of those I didn't either. Have one of those either.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Neither did, did I. So I think I had little uh, pliers or something. You got one of those. I did get the pliers. Yeah. No, not the pliers. It was the uh, the, ex- the ex- exchangeable head screwdriver. Yeah, that's it. Interchangeable yeah. head screwdriver. Yeah, uh, I think Daniel got all the hats. So I should have and had shovels. Maybe we should have shovels. No pruners. Way back when, this you is should, like long
2: time ago. You should have pruners. We had gardening gloves. Ooh. And they were silkscreened on in the yeah. garden with Ron Wilson.
3: on. Yeah. That, back. Yeah. that was before my Pre, time. Pre Joe. Yeah. I still have a couple pair here and there. Huh. So I'll, I'll throw one your way sometimes. Like yeah, you but, later. you know, I, my gloves. Then you'd have to use them. I was going to say, my gloves are man sizes, so I don't know about those. <laughs> yeah, these were a uh, one size fit all. <laughs> I'm <you>
2: sure. Know. <laughs> or nobody. They were just a old cotton gloves.
3: Some of Dr. Z, I'm sure it'll fit him. Think so? Yeah. Yeah, because he thanked me for defending him last
2: week. By the way, what you talking about his little his Vespa little scooter? He's
3: got a scooter, so he said, "Thank you for defending me." You can defend me. the facts are the facts until we see pictures. I of, did of him. Those are. Pictures of somebody on a bike with a helmet on. No, we don't know.
2: What to... Yeah, he actually said they were going to work in the garden this week and was going to send me updated pictures.
3: Oh, yeah. I didn't see those He's been either. he saying that since June. Yeah, I know. I don't know. He's, busy. He's a busy young man. Okay, so he claims.
2: That's what he says. So? That's all we, can... That's all we know. Dr. Z, Garden 83, Washington, D.C
3: and it's and uh, what else is uh, going on this fall i mean isn't it this, this a, fall like now in, in addition to the best time to plant oh, it's a great isn't it plant. like great time to do stuff in the lawn too
2: yeah that's this you know you're running you're starting to run out of time for cool season grasses i mean you know september's turf month what about the army of worms um you know this 47 degrees I was that we say, had? this was that? thursday zap night them, friday it? morning that that will zap a lot of them if they're still out there yeah cuz they're real i think it was 64 degrees actually takes them out it has to be as joe was explaining it has to be you know like back to back to back not just one drop unless it went down to 30 yeah i say Uh, that all the time but people just don't listen to me but as it's cooling down now Mm -hmm. yes that should take care of them so exactly it was a race against time Mm. but yeah you should be seeding and core aerating and feeding and of course leaves are going to start to drop now right your favorite oh yeah that's great that, but but that big locust tree in the backyard. Those leaves are small, so won't really not an issue. What locust tree? It's gone. Oh, it that's
3: right. It's not there anymore, is it? Right. It's it, the it's our neighbor's uh, big oak tree that we're going to have a our problem. That we always have issues with. Yeah, those are uh, tougher. Not oak. Um, maple tree. Those are easier.
2: But well, they're thinner leaves, so they're easy to grind up. But there's Ape, oaks are thicker leaf, and yeah. Cover but, to grind but, but
3: but the problem is they never end up in the lawn; they always end up in the driveway. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. So you yeah. got the
2: uh, snowblower? Snowblower, yeah. And throw the leaves? I guess. Well, I guess well, we could would be do that, fun, wouldn't it? We could. Or, well, everybody's
3: ever done that? Huh? You know they have. I don't. I'm not sure about that. I don't, I don't want to scratch the blade on my driveway. Though I guess don't engage the blade, maybe. Yeah, set it up a little higher, uh, throw those leaves uh, in your snow. I, just make no, I didn't the, suggest that. I was just curious. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm just going to get the regular old snowblower and just blow them in the street. The hand Yeah, the hand, one. hand blower. Yeah. That's what I'll well, do. Throw them in the street? Yeah.
2: Throw them in the street? Yeah. Are you going to put them in your garden? What? Joey, <laughs> Joey, Joey. <laughs>
3: Again, I'm going to get...
2: Joey, Joey, Joey. All emails, Joey.
3: all emails go to Ron Wilson. Just, just note that I don't take any emails on this. Twenty years. Twenty years. Yep. Yeah. Joey, Do think Joey, Joey. Yeah. So, in addition to. Uh, uh, Sully and Buggy Joe. Is, yes, is Buggy Joe back on. Is still, when does he yes. go? Into, when does he go back to? Uh,
2: when it really cools down enough that things just aren't happening anymore. So tomorrow, I would say no. Remember, he lasted pretty long last year. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he went right into the end of October, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So yeah, but it won't be long. End of October. How about Worked that long? Three like to four. Three to four worker. weeks. I'll
3: bet. Yeah,
2: we'll probably be done
3: with. Well, that. he does work for the government, so I'm surprised it's he funny, worked till October. Yeah,
2: really. So, yeah, we got, and then Rita obviously still working in the gardens, it. Yep. So keeping them up keep the so
3: Rita's going to be past October. So it's you and Rita and Gary and Buggy. Cool. And, and me and the Durango kid in between. Exactly. Now, the website. Uh, yes. Uh, we're talking about, they finally, they didn't figure out what the bird illness was, but they did say you can put your feeders back
2: out. Yeah, Ohio finally said,
3: do it. Do it to kind it.
2: Kind of state by state. Right. But, the, yeah, they've, they've now given the official thumbs up to start feeding those birds again. Rita's recipe of the week. I'm curious how many people, just like the gardening thing where people, yeah. you know, really got into gardening, whether they would keep going or not, you know, with the pandemic and all, where they keep keep going. Some of the people have been feeding birds for a while and all of a I sudden have. they got out of it for a while. I'm curious to see if they get back into it again.
3: I tell you what. Um, I hope so. What, what we ended up doing was, I know it wasn't the right thing to do, is we – continued to feed them regardless. We just kind of ignored the warning. Mm-hmm. And we just kept feeding until that big bag of bird seed was, was empty. Gone. And then, we, then you stopped? Then we
2: stopped. Well, it's alright. Oh, sorry, birds. But well, you didn't see any dead birds around the birds. No, there's no dead yeah, birds around no, that right. the That was whole deal if you
3: saw one show up then report it, but Yeah, but the birds loved our... I mean, we had tons of birds this year. Good. Because everybody around it. us, I guess, stopped... <laughs> Stop feeding. Pre-seed at the striker house. I tell you what, though. We did see uh, more hummingbirds around my house this year than I ever had. That's good. So. Good. So. It means your neighbors are all doing good things to bring them into that. They totally are. They totally pathway. are, because I know that they're not hanging out at my house. <laughs> Just the bats. Right. Just the bats. That was last year. Got rid of the bats. Mm. No more bats. Joey, Joey, Joey. So the recipe of the week yes. is an empty pan. Empty pan of what? It, used to, it had nachos on it, but it's it's now just an oh, empty pan yeah. with uh, with whatever was left. Did she refer to those as sheet nachos? Sheet pan nachos. Sheet pan nachos. Yes. You you make sheet pan nachos? I, sheet. I will make sheet
2: pan. nachos. I've been nachos. making those for thirty years. Yeah. I never understood why restaurants didn't do doesn't do sheet pan nachos. No. It's the best
3: way to do them. I'm sure it's probably you know, if you get a nachos, thing, you get that probably. big stack
2: of chips with stuff over the top. And in the middle, there's nothing. Right. Sheet pan nachos, you lay them all out, and then you put all the stuff on top, and then every chip's got something on it.
3: I know. It's a way to go. It's a save, but it's a money saving thing. Because then instead of just like a lot of salsa, you only just put like a little bit on top. Yeah. And it's then, great. Then you're in charge of dipping.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Sheet pan nachos. We should, you know what? what? When, when you finally retire, from this gardening thing, and I retire from doing whatever I'm doing. I'm probably never retired, so. I probably will anyway, uh, We should we should have a sheet pan restaurant. Everything sheet pan. Joey and Ron's sheet pan. Ron and Joe's sheet pan.
2: The sheet pan. Yes. The sheet pan. Or
3: what the sheet. Sheet pan. We could do all kinds of stuff on that sheet oh, pan. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. There's a ton of sheet pan recipes. There's, There's a whole sheet pan recipe cookbook. Then we could write. I was going to say that. We could write our own book. Have our own recipes. Yeah. And Rita could invite us on her show. That would be cool. So, Rita's sheet pan sheet nachos. Pan. uh would like to have tasted them, but they're all gone. It's just an empty pan. And, and Dan, Dan says
2: um, he likes sheet pan nachos.
3: Yeah, with a big full Who mouth. His cheeks are full. Plan of the week bottle brush Buckeye because, you know, it is what it is. It's Buckeye time. <laughs> Well, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's, again, people like to plant buckeye trees, but you just don't have a place to plant a tree. Yep. Do a buckeye, bottle brush, buckeye bush. Yeah. And it grows in all kinds of locations, and it still give you the buckeyes and the great flower, but it's in a shrub form. Right. And so if you've always wanted that buckeye, but just no place for a tree, try the bottle brush buckeye. Bottle brush buckeye. Yes. And you will love it. It's a great, great looking shrub.
3: Sun or shade. There you go. Does a scorch. Does a nice job. Uh, found a home for the, for the Gibraltar that the Garden ferry. Oh, your Lespediza? Yes, yes. Um, at your house or yeah, Nana's? at my house. Okay. Um, you know what was what was weird was uh, on the side of the house where the hibiscus was planted. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple hookers there. Mm-hmm. Well, we were kind of just you know, taking some weeds Mr. out Genus. and doing all oh, kinds of stuff. we had a of couple hookers there, and we smelled something weird didn't smell right. So we just kind of, where was this weird smell coming from? Both of the hookers that were there rotted. I don't know what happened. But they just came out of the ground like it was nothing. Well, they're, they're real shallow-rooted anyway. No, you but I mean, it, it smelled. It smelled yeah. really, really bad. Hmm. Like they got the, 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 the roots rotted or or something. Something Maybe got them. a dog? Something got them. No. I don't know. But it smelled really, really bad. It's unusual. So hmm. those got removed, yeah. And uh, now the Lespedezas there, and the Gibraltar got put in there. Your hummers will love that, yeah, and all the pollinators. Yep. Yeah. Then your neighbors are going to be coming over and saying, well, "What is that thing, Joe?" And I'm going to say, you "Need to listen to me in the garden, for Ron Wilson."
2: No, you'll say, "It's oh, it's uh, we replaced our hookeros with a Lespedeza."
3: Yeah. Well, I did get rid of that soil that had the mold and the nastiness on it because I didn't think that was good for the new plant. But is that right? That's nice. No mold. It was. It it. was. It was. I mean, it was weird because when I pulled them up, it was. You could tell it was just moldy and stuff. So I. I I don't know what happened. So it doesn't drain there. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Hmm. Maybe you know if if I had a leak in there. If I knew someone that was you know a gardening expert that had come out and looked, maybe could have came out and looked. But White Oaks right around the corner from you. Hmm. (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) They all know you. Yeah, sure they do. All figured. right, I can do a drive by. <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. well, it's too late now?
2: Yeah, true. But if you tell me, I'd do a drive by. Okay. Could have taken a picture of it and sent
3: it to me. I could have, but it but? was it was at the moment. Okay, okay. Sure. I was told okay. get rid of the smell, got so it. I did what I was told. Got it. I'm the mule. Got it. And this mule's got to go home. Okay. So That's I'm out, out of here. here. Sure. Yep. I'm okay. out of here. Replaces hookaras with a lespidiza, Yeah.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, you kill me. All right, Joe Strecker, our executive producer. If you like what you see on our website at ronwilsononline.com, Facebook page in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Joe Strecker had everything to do with it. If there's something on there you don't like. Not my fault. Wasn't his fault. Today we're going to blame Dr. Z. Dr. Z, Garden 83 in Washington, D.C. D. 800-823-8255. Here in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Joe Strecker. And the Durango Kid
0: landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy he's in the garden and he's ron wilson
2: Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll free number 800 823 8255. Joe rambled on so long. Only have about a minute and a half to go before we go into the break, so I'm not going to take any calls. So if you're on hold, just hang with me because uh, you know, as soon as I pull you up and we talk a little bit, I'm going to have to go to a break. So just stick with me and uh, we'll come right back and then we'll jump into the gardening phone lines again at 800 823 8255. I do want to mention one thing. I had a lot of folks last week. Asking about, uh, and you can find it on our website at ronwilsononline.com. But nevertheless, emailing me, asking me about last week's plant that we talked about that I really enjoy, that's uh, very colorful this time of the year, and the pollinators absolutely loved it, called Lespedeza, or commonly known as bush clover. And the one that I've uh, shown there on the website, and Joe still got it up there, so you can go see it if you want to see what it looks like, at ronwilsononline.com. It's called Lespedeza. And not all the garden centers are going to have it, but it's, it's an old shrub. It's been around forever. Gibraltar, the one that we feature there, is a, uh, an improved selection that stays a little bit smaller, a little bit tighter, about four to five feet high and wide. The old Lespedeza, the actual Lespedeza, that stuff can get you know easily eight feet high and wide. Uh, I saw mass planting, and I, I talked about this last weekend. Went to a gentleman's house many years ago. And first time I really had any – the first time I'd really seen it in a landscape. And he had planted four or five of them in this triangular planting, and it was huge. But it was absolutely gorgeous because this thing was easily eight feet high, and this wide mass planting, probably five, six plants in there, up and arching um, foliage. So it comes up and lays right back over, very soft, very graceful, mounding plant. And then, of course, it's just a small leaf during the growing season. But then you get those rosy pink lavender type flowers on there that is absolutely outstanding and the pollinators love it again it's called Les Padiza and you'll find it on our website at ronwilsononline.com quick break we come back we'll jump into the gardening phone lines dj you're coming up next here in the garden with ron wilson
0: it yourself gardener at 1-800-823-TALK. You're In the Garden with Ron Wilson.
2: Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll free number, 800-823-8255 to Del High we go. DJ, good morning. Good morning, Ron. How are you? I'm good, sir. Yourself?
1: I'm doing real well. I just thought I wanted to give you a quick update on the tomatoes. We had a great year. Good. Uh, just to let everybody know. Um, I guess my favorites uh, were the Orange Wellington and the celebrity. So from a from just an overall yield standpoint, those were two of the best. And Boy, then of course I know I know you like the Amana Orange as well.
2: Yeah, the the orange Wellington, that's been around for a while, but you don't hear much about it. Really a good one. I mean, it's it's
1: it's a it's a yellow version of the Celebrity yeah. from a, from, a, from a firmness and from a uh, from a yield standpoint, just really solid. I mean the the Amanda orange is nice, um uh, but I think the Wellington is almost as good and you get a lot you get a lot more um a lot more fruit.
2: Yeah, and when you get a better production and the flavors are close, I'd rather go with the more production. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm with you on that one. But it's still fun
1: doing things like the Amanda orange and the Cherokee purple. You don't get as many, but but they're just fun especially if you're sharing them with neighbors. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um on the uh, on the um uh, uh cherries, uh, I tried two new ones this year, the Baby Boomer and the Sweetheart of the Patio. Yep. Both were great. Um a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger than the uh, than a traditional, what I would think is more like a grape tomato these things are. You know they 're like a, a small Fourth of July almost yeah. uh, but, uh, but you 're right really good though. yeah, yeah. I,
2: I grew both of those at my mom 's, I think last year the year before as an experiment, and I thought the sweetheart of the patio it stayed it stayed nice and you know a little bit tighter, a little bit yeah. more compact, but yeah you 're right it was a it was a bigger tomato it
1: really was, yeah i used I mean, some of them, and in fact, for the kids i mean the, the reason I, I do the cherries is for the for the kids because they 'd like to pick them off. But they were so big that they bite. You know, they try to bite half of them, and you know what happens when you try to bite half of them. <laughs> half
2: of the other half of it goes on your shirt, whether you're a kid or an adult. <laughs> exactly true. Exactly yeah. true.
1: But a great year, um, and uh, did both uh, both containers and uh, uh, and uh, raised beds, and just wanted just keep encouraging people to do those because. Uh, just so much fun and so much, uh, I mean, we've got tomato soup, tomato salsa, tomato, everything in the house right now. So um, um, well, one last tip on the tomatoes, don't be afraid to pick them green. Um, because if, if you like it's in my raised beds, I get I got a lot of critters. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they as soon as they have a hint of changing, the critters know it. Mm-hmm. so if you if you can grab them a little bit early, put them on the uh, on a cookie sheet in the dining on you know on the table uh they 'll be ripe in a week, so that 's just my last you know that's
2: a, that 's a great point and a lot you know with folks that have problems with that you know as soon as they start to turn ripe, you know something takes a bite well, then pick them right when they start they break that and start to go to the ripeness, pick them and bring them in the house. I don't think I mean they're they're doing some more research on that. You don't lose that much flavor out of that. I you still really think they're don't. good. No. You
1: and, really don't and the other thing is you're not you're not going to get as much split at the top um, ah. as as you would if you let them go.
2: Right. And that's and that, and that's another point if you have problems with them cracking all the time, same thing. Pick them just before they get ripe, pull them in the house. You don't have that splitting and the cracking on there either.
1: And and, when, and then when you give them out, they really look good. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I, I got it. a quick question for you. I got okay. a quick question.
1: So we got uh, we got a J- Japanese maple, a lace Japanese maple, and you know it's like a lot of the other ones. It's just got hit the last two years, and um, we're 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 about done with the Japanese maple, and uh, um, so I'm um, I got a project. I'm going to dig it out. But I'm trying to figure out what else is a kind of a feature plant that doesn't grow high that's not going to cover the patio that you can still, still look out over but still kind of is a center of attention any other ideas in in that area
2: um you know you can take a look at some of the um the uh, the um oh my gosh uh, um i'm drawing a blank sambucus elderberry you something it, it, yeah, it's it, there are some yellows and there are some maroon color uh, they came out the originally with the black lace, and it gets pretty good size. It's six to eight feet high, kind of a big shrub, but you can actually limb it up into a tree form. But there are now yellow forms as well. And those right. are pretty cool, and, and you can keep them a little bit smaller. Some of the newer varieties stay a little bit smaller. Um, it was actually developed hoping to be kind of a substitute for Japanese maples. It's not, but it's something totally different. And and you might want to take a look at those. I'll tell you another specimen plant that I absolutely love, and it's it's Ruby Falls, a redbud, and it's a, weep, okay. it's a weeping redbud that will naturally get about six to eight feet high, and they fall back over, nice leaves, maroon color, kind of a maroonish green, you get the flower in the springtime, you got the great look during the summer, and then, of course, during the winter with those weeping branches, but you can actually take Ruby Falls and cut the top out at any height that you would like to keep it, and it'll just okay. kind of go out to the sides from that point. So you kind of create this this really cool looking plant. Somebody had showed me one where they actually cut it off a foot above the ground, and actually it just spread out over the ground as a ground cover. It was absolutely wow. gorgeous. But it's a red bud, and I love that plant. It is such a great specimen focal point plant. Unbelievable. But look at that one too, Ruby at Ruby Falls.
1: So it, when I go to the garden center, I, I would look for one that is that's that's immature, you know, not matured. To begin with?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, if you, even if you've got one that was six feet tall and you only wanted it at four, take it off at four feet and then, you know, just keep it at that, at that size and okay. then let it continue to grow out from there. But I, I tell you what, that is a plant that I absolutely love.
1: I might try that. I might try that. Yeah, that t- sounds like fun. Because I, I know I know the Ruby Falls is just a gorgeous one, but like I said, I, this, this, in this spot, I really, I really would like to keep it at four foot.
2: Yeah, and it can be done.
1: All right, then. Listen, this is it was great to talk to you today. I hope some of those tips about the tomatoes encourage people. And uh, just a great year. And uh, thank you so much for your show.
2: Hey, my pleasure. Good talking to you. Thanks for the updates. Take care. All right, bye-bye. DJ from Delhi. And, again, he's right. I'm telling you, you know, you don't have to have a, a an in-ground vegetable garden to garden and be successful. And in this case, DJ is doing a combination of raised beds and container gardening. Of course, container gardening, you can bring that right up on the patio or deck. I think the thing about container gardening, and I've been doing it for an awfully long time, the biggest drawback to container gardening is what? The watering. There's no doubt about it. But if you really get into container gardening, you can actually set yourself up a drip irrigation system that would go to each individual plant and with like uh, irrigation spaghetti lines, hook them all up, and then you put it on a timer, or you do it yourself, turn it on, turn it off, and really reduces your time as far as watering. And I think once you get into the to the groove of actually container gardening, then you start to learn how to, um, as your as your mixes start to age a little bit, because you use the same soil year after year, you just kind of freshen it up. Uh, you start to add a little bit of the core C O I R coconut core, which helps to hold moisture, but it's very airy, so it drains as well. Soil moist again, a polymer that helps to absorbs water and then re-releases it back into the potting soil to help you cut down on the amount of watering you need to do. So there are products out there that you can continue to add over the years to help cut down on your watering. But I'm telling you, you know, container gardening affords all of us no matter what age you are the opportunity to do some type of gardening whether you're 2 or 92 it doesn't matter you know you, you can grow just I've always said you can if it grows in the ground chances are you can grow it in a pot and probably even better and over the years I have found some things that do okay but don't perform max you know in a container there are some plants that just they'll grow but just don't do what you would hope they would do in a container but there are so many other plants like right now if you have empty containers sitting on your patio or in your wherever it may be, you still have time to plant leafy greens like spinach and lettuce and arugula, um, Swiss chard, some of the uh, cold hardy herbs, things like that that you can grow in containers. You still have time to do that. As a matter of fact, if it starts to get cold in another six weeks or so, let's face it, we're going to have some cool nights, but we've got a ways to go before it starts to get really cold in our area. You could slide those up underneath the closer to the house so it stays a little bit warmer, slide them back out. You know, you could build some kind of a PVC covering over the top that you could put plastic over so you could make a little mini greenhouse, cover them over, take it back off. But, you know, even if you don't do that and just let them stay out there as long as they can until the weather takes them out, you can right now be growing all kinds of greens uh, cilantro and things like that that love the cooler weather, and of course we could have started back in July growing things like cabbage and broccoli, um, you know things like that, uh, 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 Brussels sprouts that you could have grown starting back in in mid to late summer for a fall harvest crop. So you know it can be done, and of course with the uh, raised beds, oh my gosh, you know if you've got really nasty soil like in many places around us where we're dealing with that that heavy soil, it's hard to you know get that worked up and ready to go for a vegetable garden. For raised beds, it's instant. You bring in some really good shredded topsoil. You add compost. You add manures. You add pine fines, whatever it may be. You know, the first year, you're off to a running start because you have so much better soil to work with. And it's easier to work in because you don't have to bend over. When you get older, like me, it really helps out a lot because you don't have to bend over quite as much. It makes it easier to harvest. And then you can put the hoops on the top, put a little plastic up there. you would be gardening right up until the holiday season. So anyway, raised beds, it it really is one of the only ways to go as far as I'm concerned when it comes to vegetable gardens. And again, growing things in containers, no matter where you live, no matter where you are, patio, little patio, porch, deck, sidewalk, as long as it gets some sun, you got it made, you can grow it in a container. It affords all of us the opportunity to do some type of gardening. Quick break. We come back. We'll jump into the gardening phone lines at 800-823-8255. Don't forget, readers, coming up at the top of the hour here in the garden with Ron Wilson.
0: Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson.
2: Good morning. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, our toll-free number 800-823-8255. Talking about yarding. This happens to be National Indoor Plant Week. It's, uh to get a little bit of awareness out there for you to, you know, if you don't have indoor plants, you should, all the great benefits that are out there, but if you do, show them a little kindness, show them a little appreciation as the season starts to wind down and going into the winter season, not exactly one of uh, a lot of indoor plants' uh, favorite time of the year because the days are short, it gets a little bit darker, it's a little bit tougher for them, but I'll tell you what, the indoor plant craze has just gone nutso, and it's a good thing, you know, and I think it's gone nutso because of a lot of great factors. I mean, first of all, a lot of people don't because they're just fun. It's it's fun. There's so many great house plants out there today, indoor plants. It's crazy. All these little bitty guys and the bigger houseplants, it's the smaller plants that people are really getting into. So you have a whole collection of all your little uh, babies, you know, all your little plants because now you're plant parent, uh, but all these great little plants that you can have and nice assortments and, and take care of them. But you know research has really shown over the years you know that that indoor plants and depending on how many you have in your in your house really can help improve the air quality in your home. Now you've got to have a fair amount to really affect the quality in your house, but think about when you go into like a conservatory into a greenhouse or whatever where it's filled with plants, how much better it smells in there, how much better it feels in there, how much clearer the air is and you know it's just unbelievable. How different that is when you walk in. Well, you know, if you have a lot of house plants, they can do the same thing inside your house. They reduce noise and distractions because it kind of softens things now with all the different foliages that are in there. They've even shown over over the years that having indoor plants can help decrease stress. It helps increase productivity. So if you get surrounded yourself with the flowering plants and indoor plants, you actually are, are better. You're more creative. Your mind just kind of you know your your brain gets more creative. They can actually increase humidity. Again, the amount that you have in the house will depend how much they can do that. And again, bottom line is they're just darn pretty to look at and a lot of fun. So it is National Indoor Plant Week. If you have indoor plants, you know, you might want to get them up and take them into the sink and rinse them off with some lukewarm water and give them a nice good warm bath and maybe a light feeding before we get into the winter season. You know, take care of them a little bit this week. Tell them how much you appreciate the... you having those plants in there. But if you don't have any, get out to your local independent garden centers. Check out all the great house plants they've got in there for you. It's just phenomenal. And you'll find that they've got a lot a lot of the focus, of course, is, you know, lower maintenance, easier to take care of indoor plants as well, just like with our landscaping. Give me something that's low maintenance, it'll give me some nice foliage or whatever, but something I don't have to really take a lot of care of. And it will tolerate lower light conditions. There's a lot of plants available for you today, and, and your local independent garden centers can help walk you through those plants that fit the right locations in your home. And even if you, you're in a place that just maybe you have one window or two windows, and they just don't get a lot of light, grow lights today are phenomenal. They've got them that look like furniture. They've got so many great shelving units. Go to Gardner Supply Catalog. Gardner Supply, I think it's gardeners.com, is their website. Look at some of the great things they've developed for indoor uh, foliage plants, as well as growing like indoor microgreens and things like that over the wintertime that you would do a little gardening indoors. But uh, there's so many great things to help you out. So again, indoor plants, the craze right now, It's and it's rightfully so because of all the great benefits, including the fact that they just look good and they're fun to have. So uh, get out to your local independent garden centers and find out what they've got for you as we go into the fall season. And that again, now's a good time if you haven't done it for a while. You know, the smaller plants, take them in the kitchen sink, rinse them off, use lukewarm water, rinse them off, get that dust off of those leaves, you know, water them really well. Use lukewarm to warm water when you're watering, especially through the winter time. And you can still give them a light, nice light feeding now before we get into the winter season. We don't feed too much in the winter. But it's not bad to give them a one last little shot before we get into the winter season and uh, and go from there. So kind of take care of them, uh, your plants. I'll tell you one thing I like, to, and I've always joked about it, but, you know, it's taking a shower with your plants. They love getting in the shower. You know, you can put plastic bags around the pots, stick them in your shower, turn on lukewarm water, and let them enjoy that rainfall from your shower head. Then turn it off and just let the steam and the humidity sit around them for a little bit. Not, you know, It's not hot water. It's lukewarm water. And just kind of sit there for a while till they all drain off and then bring them back out and put them into place. They will absolutely love you for doing that. 800-823-8255. Dave in Cincinnati, good morning.
1: This is Dave.
2: Yes, sir. Hey, Ron, how are you? Good, and yourself? All right. Good.
0: Hey, uh, I got a bunch of uh, daylilies in my yard. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the season, I knock them all, knock them down to the ground all the way <clears throat> with a lawnmower, mm-hmm. and then um, I throw coffee grinds all over them—Maxwell House, Folgers—all winter long, and uh, seems to help them out. It gives them an early start, I think, because they're brown, real brown, and it attracts a little more heat. So, I've got some irises you think it'd be a good idea to knock those down to the ground with a
2: lawnmower? No. You know, it, you know, iris really we wind up leaving about four inches or so of foliage on there as you go through the winter season. Mm-hmm. So if you can mow, if you can get your mower up that high and it gives a nice clean cut, uh, the day lows are one thing. I mean, you, you know, mowing them off, is, it, it does work. The, the iris, I would do more of a hand pruning All or right. hand shearing to get a cleaner cut. And again, about four inches or so of foliage left over. As we go through the uh, through the winter season, I don't know that I'd use the lawnmower. And the thing about coffee grounds, I you know, I've been pushing coffee grounds for years. I just still think coffee grounds, if anybody's thrown away used coffee grounds, you know, I always say shame on you because you just toss them anywhere you want. And like you, toss them in around the daylilies. You can toss them in the turf, in the landscape. Earthworms will love you for it. They do add you know, some nutrients back to the soil. Uh, it's just a great thing to add back. So in that case, it shows you what it helps for your daylilies. So, yeah, I agree with you. Those used coffee grounds are a great addition back into the soil. So, and
0: then uh, one other thing, we're getting down to the end of the season. If you got a bunch of tomatoes in the yard and they start dropping all over the ground, I would, uh, I'd just leave them there and squish them up. And uh, I took a uh, black plastic and put them over, put it over the top, mm-hmm. all winter long, and uh, you'll get a bunch of uh, tomato plants next year. Oh, so to
2: get, to get your volunteers?
0: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I got uh, I got a dozen, you know, eighteen plants, and I I think the plastic because it was black mm-hmm. attracts some heat and gives them a little head start in the springtime.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you, yeah, and you never know what you're going to get. You know, if you have heirlooms, that's one thing. If you have hybrids, you never know what you're going to get out of those seeds when they start to pop up. So good, good tip. All right. All right, Dave, good talking to you. Bye. All right, take care. Take a quick break. We come back. Uh, we've got Rita Heikenfeld coming up. Kevin O'Dell, do me a favor. Can you call back at around 730, and we will talk to you at that time, all right? Because we got Rita coming up next. We'll be taking your calls, like I said, at the bottom of the hour at 800-823-8255. We'll join with Rita Heikenfeld out of the break here. Uh, out in the herb garden, of course, she has great tips. And, of course, her recipe this week, if you want to check it out on our website at ronwilsononline.com, is uh, sheet pan nachos. I've been doing those forever. We'll talk more about that as well. And a whole bunch more. Here in the Garden with Ron Wilson.
0: questions ron has the answers at 1-800-823-TALK you're in the garden with ron wilson